Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast that, like 2023, well, I'll be glad when it's over. <laughs> my name is Nate Heininger, and I am joined in person, Nate, by my co-host, Ben Samorka. Hey, buddy. Hey. Good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> don't like this. <laughs> I've been living at your house for the past few days. This is this I, is too close. This though. is too close. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Too I intimate. S- I can smell you. The lights are dimmed right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're just getting right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We are in my basement, and the, we <laughs> we've set up party lights. <laughs> We're recording on a. Uh, like a drawing table. That's it's a, a shitty little, table. It's a little wobbly. It's a shitty table. Yeah, it's not yeah. a great table. But um, the party lights help. They're, I am. They're a little blinding. <laughs> I'm looking, they're right over Ben's shoulders. Yeah. So I'm looking at him, but it's kind of hard to see him because there's multiple lights b- bouncing across my glasses. <laughs> yeah. I can't even concentrate. It's so beautiful. It looks good. Yeah. The funny thing is that this is like we do make videos and they get a little bit of watch. But like for the most part, we're just doing this to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We've decided to make this experience more complicated for ourselves more than it already was to get this whole thing set up. But no, it's been good. You've been in town for four days. Yeah. A lot of family, a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Got a big um, haul from Santa Claus. Of course. Oh. We've been, well, we've been good little boys. Huh. I mean, some of us have been. <laughs> um, well, we also have another reason to celebrate. I saw this on... Uh, on. Oh, you read about this? You saw this? Have you seen this? You heard about this? You heard about this? Wow. Today, Ozzy Smith turned 69 years <laughs> old. <laughs> How about wow. that? Wow. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Wow. The party lights are for him as well. Happy birthday. Ozzy Smith, wow. the wizard. Um, 69. Yeah. Good year. It's a funny, it's one of the funny numbers. <laughs> it is one of the funny numbers. <laughs> There's only a few of them. There is. Um, yeah. Does that make you feel old? Um, I guess that's just another drop in the bucket yeah. of, a, of like a cascading. Yeah. I think, you know, it was, it's a shit year, right? We want 2023 to be over. Mm-hmm. I think there's no better way to end the year than celebrating uh, Ozzy's 69th. Hell yeah. Uh, I bet he could still play shortstop better than both of us. Yeah, he. I, I don't think that there is much that we could do better than him. Yeah. Period. Maybe setting think, up a shitty podcast. I was just going to. He wouldn't understand the like the 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 technical nature of setting up a podcast yeah. to be online. Well, but he could just pay somebody. He'd pay someone. Yeah. yeah, which is doing it better than us. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He wouldn't be in somebody's basement no. with. Uh, party lights being <laughs> shown blind, in blinding. <laughs> it really is bad. It is. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, but we're doing it for 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 us for, for us and for Ozzy Smith. Yeah. And you know we're doing it for Adam Wainwright released wow. his new single single. Yeah. Time to fly. Ben, we're both. Music yeah. has been a big part of our lives. Yeah. For our entire lives, I think it's something that you and I have connected with. We spend a lot of time talking and thinking about music. 
Yeah. How you feeling about Adam Wainwright's single? Um, we've been waiting for it. Yeah. Uh, I know that there's some talk in the bird score that the song was maybe originally debuted live outside of Bush Stadium yes. before the final series. Of course, I was not able to, uh, you know, uh, be there myself. Right. Um, so being able to, you know, have it come out in this way, Adam Wainwright announces it on Twitter. Of course I go to Spotify. Right. Of course I'm sharing this link left and right. Of course. And then I hear the song. Yeah. And I am a fan of country music. Yeah. Uh, I've become more of a fan of country music lately. Okay. It's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Okay, low bar, but but it's it's so bizarrely specific. <laughs> like usually the what makes music good for me is that an artist will communicate something out to the audience that is personal to them, but then made to feel universal by the yeah. nature of the poetry of the song, right? Right. And Adam Wainwright's basically like, I was a cardinal for 20 I was a years. <laughs> I was an amazing baseball player. Yep. I'm not so amazing anymore. Uh-huh. Um, so now I'm going to be a country music singer and it's time to fly. And thank that's okay. you to my fans. Yes. For supporting me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I love Adam Wainwright. I, I, I really love how much he loves music. And, and I think that's interesting. And I appreciate his willingness to put himself out there. Like, to write music yes. and sing and perform um, is a is a is a daring thing for anyone to do. Um, of course, he has an incredible uh, fallback plan of being a incredibly wealthy man, right? Um, but like philanthropist, yeah, you know, he's he's sex got, symbol, <laughs> of course, <laughs> sex symbol. Um, and so I have a I have a real appreciation for for him and what he's doing with this uh, personally. I felt like I could barely listen to the song, but without without laughing or like kind of cringing the entire time. Right. Um, I don't like country music as much as you do, though. I do like and when you say country music, I know you're saying like classic country music, right? You're. I, yes, yeah. I, I'm not a big modern pop country arena uh, country. The charts. Of, yeah. More the the John Prine, right. the Willie Nelson, the yeah, that that kind of stuff. And uh, even uh, uh, the more uh, uh, mer- uh, current guys, uh, 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 Sturgill Simpson. I like sure. him. Yeah. Um, Which is what Wayno is. He's going that route. This yeah. is it, like it's interesting to me that the production is pretty lo fi for yeah. the amount of money that we know he has. You know, I, I was kind of expecting this to be. Well, frankly, like, like a, a church album. Oh, you know? I was thinking it'd be like a stadium filler. Like he's going to play this at what do they call the keel now? I don't know. The Enterprise. Center? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Enterprise yeah, yeah. Center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I guess we're kind of saying the same thing, like really cheesy drums, you know, real, like full production, a lot of like a lot of electric guitar leads and things like that. I, I really thought it was going to be like a pop country album. But the fact that it really is pretty simple, I, I appreciate. So yeah. I like what he's going for. I like that he's doing it. Um, but I think the song was very much not for me. I don't really know who it's for. Um, but I know some people are saying they like <laughs> it's, it. And it's that's for Adam it's Wainwright. For Adam Wainwright, yeah. Um, and that's cool. Good for him. Um, I like, still one of the most bizarre 
moments in like baseball viewing history for me was when uh they played like a minute and a half of one of his tracks during the broadcast yeah. while he was pitching yeah it was very strange that and it's that that is what actually makes it cool is that like it's just one of the things that he does yeah like, I don't think he's going to shove it down our throats or anything like that. No. And actually, I think if you like the song, you should like the song. I'm well, not yeah, for sure. Yuck and yums. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, he also helps people build uh, irrigation yeah. uh, and, and farms uh, infrastructure in Africa and, and in America. Right. And like, it's just one of the things like he's. Well, that's what he's amazing. That's kind of why I opened with that is that I like that he's doing it because he clearly yep. really cares about it. And it is even if you have this incredible fallback and there's really no risk to it yeah. for him. Like, it's cool that he's doing it and he's putting his putting himself out there and trying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not he's, really for me. It's kind of a silly song, yeah. but I'm he, sure some people are. He's like it. us in many ways. We yeah, uh, we watch baseball. Uh huh. We play video games. Uh, yeah, we, we, we have a podcast, we, have a pi we, we do stupid shit, like set up party lights <laughs> to blast you in the eyes while you're trying to do a podcast. When you're good at yeah. so many things. When you, just, you should share it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're elite at everything you touch. Yeah. Like our wobbly table that we're set up on. <laughs> <laughs> it's stabilized by paper towels. Yeah. Um, but good for him. Like yeah. we said, you know, hopefully hoping, you know, a good 2024 to him and to everyone. You have any big, uh, big New Year's plans? Big New Year's plans. Uh, me and my lovely wife. Uh -huh. Hey, Mary. She's right upstairs. Right, right upstairs. Hopefully not listening to us. It would be right the now. first time she's ever listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. Uh, she always says that she gets to listen to half of it. Uh -huh. um, uh, we have lovely dinner reservations at a restaurant near our house. We'll wow. be uh, the reservations at 10. Yeah. Uh, we'll clink champagne glasses at midnight. Wow. And then probably be in the Uber about five to 10 minutes after that. Yeah. And home and sleeping and protecting our kitties from the, uh, uh, from the horrifying gun. fireworks. The gunfire. The gunfire. Yeah. We, we do have a neighbor that shoots yeah. off a gun. Yeah. Um, that sucks. And being a little city boy, it every year I'm like, you're not only are you scaring the kitties, you're yeah. scaring me. <laughs> Um, don't love it, but you know, yeah. whatever. Man, uh, this neighbor moved, but a handful of years ago, like right when we moved into our house, um, the, the very one that we're recording in right now, uh, oh, wow. I think it was new year's. It might've been 4th of July. Either way, uh, at some moment of celebration, we heard like a lot of fireworks and things going off. And then we heard something that was very obviously not fireworks. And there was a man two houses down standing on his back porch just firing a like an AK47 <laughs> oh my just God. into the air yeah goo, 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 goo. and I'm like I'm hoping those are blanks yeah but I highly doubt it yeah well it, it's one I, of the most insane shitty things I've ever seen in my entire life obviously it's dangerous full stop but I think like and, and I'm, I'm sure everyone listening understands this but like those pe the idea like those things come back down and like you live in a city yeah yeah i don't know like i i don't know what the trajectory of a bullet that you like but it can't go that far yeah um how far could a bullet go tweet at us talk about <laughs> birds um but that's what we want people tweeting us about yeah no don't tweet us about gun stuff we don't know what we're talking yeah. about we're 
I don't know why we're going down this. We're route. afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm going to have a lovely New Year's. What yeah. about you, Nate? Um, we've stayed home for several years in a row now with because the kids. Because you're so scared. Because we're so scared. Yeah. Um, that's why I bought an AK-47. <laughs> um, now, we're, uh, we, we've been saying in, we've got the kids and like the whole Christmas and everything is, is a lot. So yeah. we've just we've gotten into the habit now of New Year's Eve being a, a relatively calm thing. Uh, we are, however, watching, and I would recommend this to anyone and everyone. There is a Bollywood film uh, on Netflix called Happy New Year. Um, Sounds appropriate. Well, it actually happened because we were having a get together here several years ago, pre kids. Thanks and, for the invite. Yeah. Um, we purposely excluded you for obvious reasons, yeah. but um, we had people over and we got discussing like, there's a lot of holiday movies. Mm hmm. Um, and you can usually find a holiday movie for most holidays, at least the big ones. And there's really no, at least to our recollection at the time and, and still really today, at least for me, couldn't think of any New Year's Eve or New Year's Day movies sure. where that's like a part of it. Yeah. You know, um, and so we thought, well, let's let's look in. Netflix, if there's any New Year's movies, and we searched, we just searched New Year's, and this came up. I don't know if you've watched much Bollywood. I'm a big fan. Molly's a big fan. You just don't get the like production and absurdity and silliness of Bollywood films yeah. and Western sure. films. Um, and almost all of them we've watched are, I think like objectively stupid, but I think they're kind of going for that. Yeah. And this is a three and a half hour heist film. Oh God. Yeah. Well, that's there's the thing with Bollywood is there's no subtext. Everything is said multiple times and often sang about. So if, if there's a bad guy who's like got some bad feeling, he's going to tell you about him. He's going to tell you about him a couple of times. And he's probably going to do a song about his, about like why mm. he is the way he is. Yeah. If someone is feeling a thing about a person, they're going to say it multiple times. They're going to do a whole song about how they feel about that person. Sure. And the the better the budget, the more ridiculous. Like you, you I'm sure you can at least conjure something, yeah, even yeah, if you've yeah. never seen it. I've seen the uh, doing a bad pantomime of the dance movie. Yeah, but so yeah, you yeah. get it. You I've get it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you saw RRR, which kind of broke through a few years ago, didn't see it. Oh, it's great. You yeah. this that one actually is way more like I think he would actually like that one. Yeah. But anyway, Happy New Year. It's a heist film. Hmm. Uh, they have to plan a. They're 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 robbing a rich guy, uh, and in order to rob this rich guy, of course, they have to in, enter into an in, international dance competition. Oh, um, and so it's great, and uh, we've watched it now every New Year for quite a while <laughs> <Great>. now. <laughs> it's your favorite so, movie, so we'll be watching Happy New Year. Yeah, on All IMDb, right. it has a rating of like a four and a half. Yeah, and that's bullshit. It's way better than okay. that. Now, I won't say that it is like a good movie, but yeah. it's it's we love it. All right, again, uh, tweet at us if you've seen. And I, I highly or, recommend. Uh, I li I, like it's not just a bit. We don't watch three a three and a half hour. No, film I can't imagine you could. Yeah, <laughs> I do commit to bits for longer than that yeah. for worse payoffs. But this one, it's actually good. Yeah, the room that we're sitting in right now is evidence of that. <laughs> yeah, this this is a bit for no one. <laughs> I like it. So that's what we'll be doing. Um, ringing cute. in the new year. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of Cardinal news going on right now because it was just the week. Adam Wainwright released a single. That was a big one. That was huge. Yeah, that was a big one. But we've already covered that. That's but fair. we should talk a little bit about at least 
cardinal adjacent or yes. cardinal relate like you know in the sphere of cardinal news and i think the big one really the big two that we talked a lot about on the show leading up to this week uh our two guys are now off the market yeah. two guys that we both thought should be a cardinal and at different times over this offseason thought there was a legitimate possibility yeah uh now that it's all said and done i'm not surprised that the cardinals sort of dropped out of the rumors right uh not that far into the whole system we had some high hopes but um let's just start with the big one yamamato uh he has been signed to the dodgers damn it for 12 years 325 million dollars yep. if you're listening to this podcast surely you already know about this but um we spend a lot of time talking about this so i figured we've got to wrap up the yamamato saga from a yep. cardinals perspective um now that we've seen it it's done the contract is out there how are you feeling about just the whole thing yeah well yeah how am i feeling about the whole thing and just to add a little extra color to it so it's 12 years 325 like nate just said uh which uh within that 325 dollar uh a million dollar mark is a 50 million dollar signing bonus so that right. means that uh yamamoto will get that right away mm-hmm. um there are no deferrals in this contract um, it also comes with a almost $51 million posting fee that will be paid to his former team, the Oryx Buffaloes. Um, that is also to be paid in one lump sum. Uh, that brings the overall commitment to 375. So again, it's 325, 50 million immediately, and then uh, or sorry, 50 million immediately, and then 51 to his former team uh, for the right to sign him. Yeah. So Dodgers, from a Dodgers perspective or a baseball perspective employer of Yamamoto, it's 12 years, 375 million. At least that's what the team will be spending. Right. Um, I have a lot of opinions on this. I do think it, it sounds like it doesn't say it, it's been reported by reputable sources that the Yankees offered him higher AAV, uh, that the Giants had the same offer. He decided to go with the Dodgers. Um, the, there are opt-outs included, the Yankees included opt-outs. I'm guessing by what's been going on on background right now, the Cardinals were not as involved as we wish they would believe or as we wish to believe. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I think the Twitter people say, I don't want to carry any water for Mo and co. Right. But I do think he was going to sign with the Dodgers once Otani signed there. Yeah. The fact that he's going for lower AAV, the deal is actually backloaded so that if he opts out in the first set, uh, the first opportunity that his contract allows, most of the money is on the back end. Hmm. So it's, he, he didn't, he obviously has a lot of leverage. He just signed one of the biggest contracts in baseball history and he's never pitched in the big leagues. Right. So it's what he did was amazing and impressive. But um, it's it seemed like Yamamoto was more interested in being a Dodger and more interested in being with Otani than just totally the maximizing the money. Yeah. money right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it it is still an enormous amount of money. Right. right. And so what is at that level? you know, a 350 versus 325 or whatever, right. you're literally talking in like single digit percentages, yeah. right? And so for someone at that range, like you probably would care more about the situation. Uh, I, and it's hard to argue. It sucks, but it's hard to argue with anyone 
wanting to play with the Dodgers over anyone else right now. Well, this is part of why you sign Shohei Otani. Right. Is not only um, do you make yourself the most like <laughs> must watch game yeah. every night because you have the most exciting player in baseball, but you've just kind of like made yourself the most relevant baseball franchise to an entire yeah. island. And that island has happens to be baseball crazy right. and producing, is having like a golden era yeah, of talent. Some right of the now. best talent, the best player in baseball is from Japan. And we don't know about Yamamoto, but I mean, at worst, you have to think he's like a, a, a two, you know, but if not a like absolute ace. There's no reason to think he won't be. um, And there's no reason to think he won't be successful right out of the gates. Yeah. And um, I think that if you're a baseball fan, that you should probably get used to this. Because if I'm a Japanese player and I've just seen Yamamoto and Otani make um, the kind of money that you can't even I can't even like it's so much money that I can't even really wrap my mind around what that is like. Why wouldn't I want to go play with the two hottest stars in America, yeah. in Japan. Why wouldn't I like this is why they did that. Yeah, it's going to give them advantage for the foreseeable future. The same way that anytime a Japanese player comes over or is talking about being signed, the Mariners are kind of in the room of the conversation because of uh, Ichiro. Ichiro. Well, it's and just been reset that there is le- like literal Japanese business people involved in the ownership of the Mariners. But but yes, for sure. The it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like the White Sox with uh, Cuban players, at least right. for a very narrow window. Window well, that seems to be done now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they you have that to up. still be good, you know. But like Luis uh, Robert uh, Lubob, who you know, we the Cardinals. Every Cardinal fan, you know, has a little twinge every time you hear that name because by reporting, we were the we it was during the big second place era of the right. St. Louis Cardinals, and he reportedly chose the White Sox because of the Cuban yeah. contingency. Jose Abreu, Yoan Mankata, right, right. Um, I'm Which, forgetting somebody they're else. all humans. Like it yeah, makes sense. Grandel. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Like uh, Yamamoto said, he wants to play with another Japanese player. Yeah, he didn't specifically say Otani, but like if you get to pick what Japanese player you want to play with, uh, they're doy you're picking Otani. And if you have some of the premier orgs in baseball fawning after you, I'm not saying you'd be dumb not to choose the Dodgers, but like they're the obvious number one. Right. They have the most, they have the most everything. Yeah. They're in the playoffs every year. They, even when they're good, they go sign Freddie Freeman. Right. There, there was reporting, and I, and I don't know if this was real or if this was just like wish casting from New York Yankee reporters around like when it kind of looked like he might sign with the Yankees. There was this um, idea that Yamamoto wanted to lead a franchise back to relevancy. Um, and, and I think that might have just been an article someone wrote hoping Do Yamamoto care about that. I don't know. I mean, that that gets thrown around, right? The because, Japanese player, like, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I do think there is a level of fame that co- like a, a different type of fame. Yeah. Otani winning a World Series with the Dodgers. Everyone's going to say, you know, that's so great that Otani got that. Yeah. And he had to go join a juggernaut in order to get it. Right. Um. If he if Otani had signed with the Mets or the Yankees or something like that. The story would be like Otani went to that city and helped bring them yeah. 
a uh, a World Series or whatever. And I and I think there's probably something to that. Like, you know, Joe Madden and all of those Cubs guys are forever gonna be the the team that got the Cubs across the finish yeah. line. The the Red Sox in early 2000s, like that's still talked about, the right. team that broke the drought. And the Yankees aren't in anything like that, any drought like those teams, but they certainly kind of feel that way. They present themselves they as They haven't won a World Series since 2009, Nate. <laughs> I know. How can they even still be a franchise, right? <laughs> um, but I, I think that probably some people are that way. I would suspect it would be a Yamamoto probably is not that way because yeah. – a Yamamoto hasn't even pitched in the big leagues and hasn't gotten the bag yet. You know, I could see it if you've won it with somewhere else. And right. you're like, now I want to go and be the hero somewhere. But otherwise, like, why wouldn't you sign with the with the Dodgers? Um, especially over like the Giants or the Yankees. Yeah. If really your goal is to win a if you if your singular goal is to win the World Series. And if you feel the inverse way, what better thing to do than if you don't want to be the center of attention? Yeah. There's no smarter move than to sign the team with the team that just signed Shohei Otani right. to the biggest contract in the history yeah. of sports. Because I do think like it would it will the most likely thing is that Yamamoto struggles at first because that's just how yeah. baseball go, yeah. right? Like also major league hitters are significantly better. Yeah. Than I mean, MPB. His yeah. stuff is insane. Like, yeah. I don't know if you watched that that clip that went viral, a little bit yeah. of him throwing BP. Yeah. And I watched it like a hundred times because yeah. it's like intoxicating. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's and so I think good. he's going to be legit. Yeah. But like, it might take a little while. Otani was not immediately, uh, you know, the best player in baseball. Look, Otani's also made a ton of adjustments. Like, he has. Otani yeah. threw in a two-seamer like towards the end of last year. Like, Otani, like, Major league hitter, obviously, they're the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, Yamamoto is going to come in, and he's going to give up way more action than he's ever given up in his yeah. entire life. But I do agree he'll figure it he'll out. He'll figure it he, out. He yeah. might not win back-to-back Cy Youngs, yeah. but I do think it's fair to assume that he will be a solid one or two in a winning team's rotation for the foreseeable future I yeah guess. minimum like, like you know that that's the interesting thing and i and i did want to talk about that actually because like like you said you don't want to carry the water for the for the for mo and co but like it certainly seems like if they wanted to actually sign yamamoto now that we have all the contract details yeah. the the dodgers who he clearly preferred to play for spent 375 million yeah so if the cardinals were going to get him they'd have to load it up so high that he would have to say like sorry i can't turn down 60 million more dollars so yeah. now all of a sudden the cardinals are paying 400 something million dollars total for a guy who's never pitched in the big leagues right and that is even though we've said over and over and over that the cardinals could double their payroll and still be fine you still don't you still want them to be smart with it and at that level i do start to be like okay that is kind of a lot for a guy yes. that's never pitched and also above and beyond just the dollar amount 12 years is a long ass time to sign anyone let alone a pitcher and then let alone a guy who's never played in the big leagues he basically got a contract as if he is a major league cy young winner yeah. and i can understand why any organization would be would consider that risk to be too high and so i'm not actually i was kind of expecting to walk out of this whole thing being like yamamoto signed for 225 over eight years and the right. cardinals can't beat that like i was prepared for that rant 
Uh, now that it's all done, I'm like, I get it. You know, good luck, Dodgers. It's going to be hilarious when they bounce in the NLDS again and again, yeah. hopefully against the Cardinals. Uh, but like, good luck. It is what it is. We can't really compete with that. Um, I, I wish that the Cardinals would. I, I think that they they could if they want. Yeah. But that like the the years, like 12 years, like as any pitcher, he's essentially a pitching prospect. Yes. Like the top of the pitching prospect pile by a mile. But like it was a fun rhyme mile pile by a mile. Um, but still, like, you know, I think you and I were talking a couple nights ago. If Paul Skeens, this, this might break your guy's brain, but we were having an in-depth baseball conversation just the other night, just At hanging like 2:30 out. Two thirty in the morning, Maybe um, some beers were had, but uh, yeah, it was totally yeah. normal and cool. We should start a podcast, <laughs> man. That is probably how that, this podcast I, came about. Yeah, I think it was. Um, like Paul Skeens, first overall, right in the twenty twenty three draft, seems as surefire a success. Uh, po- a possible success in the MLB as anyone else, uh, any other pitching prospect before him, what would he get on the open market if we didn't have a draft system and he just became a free agent at the end of his uh, college career or yeah. he could just enter the MLB at any point? Like, what would he get? Yeah. And it's certainly not $325 million. I- you're right. I do think that's a little apples and oranges conversation right. in the sense that I do believe that NBB is a higher level yes. of performance than college baseball. He's also older, therefore he's done it longer. Right. That being said, I still do think Paul Skeens, like Paul Skeens probably could have pitched in the big leagues last year as soon right. as he was drafted and been fine. He probably, based on what we're seeing this off season, the Dodgers offer him I don't know, seven years, 180 or something. It's it's going to be over 100 million bucks because of his age. He might even be, even though he's unproven, like you're you're weighing that scale. Does the younger years and the fresher arm value out more highly than the experience of Yamamoto? Because the way the pitchers are looked at now, stuff is stuff, right? Like if you have Paul Skeen stuff, you can be facing the host of this podcast and big league clubs are going to be like, well, that guy, I mean, these guys suck, but this guy can strike out anybody. Right. But uh, I, yeah, I do think, uh, I think it's comparable, but I don't think it would be as high because yeah. of the the level of play at MPB. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Totally. It's not exactly the same, but it's maybe the best comp we have. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's like such an absurd contract for someone who's never played in the major leagues. And I guess that's where my head's at. But and, I mean, Talk about the undersized part of it. Talk he's never about, had Tommy John. He's 5'10", 170, yeah. throws 100 miles per hour. Maybe, you know, injuries yeah. are going to come there. You know, who who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. That's part of why when they did 12 years, I was also like that. I'm kind of OK with the Cardinals not doing because mm-hmm. regardless of your payroll, like when you do sign a guy to that high for that long, he's going to be on your team for that long. Yeah. You know, and if he ends up having some injuries, which we're not rooting for, I personally, he's, he seems incredible. And I always want as a baseball fan, I hope he's incredible. It'll be more fun to watch, but like, we don't know. And yeah, he's smaller. He's never had Tommy John. Like this whole thing starts to collapse. If he is only like a a three or a four, right. Which would still be like, don't get me wrong. I mean, 
good for the Cardinals, but yeah, like I don't know. So, and it, well, it, it, <laughs> back to the Cardinals set, like no matter what he turns out to do, like he, so like the Paul Skeens comparison, the, the, whatever prospect you want to grab onto, like the Cardinals could have 100% used this. Right. Would it, like Nate said, would it make sense to bet almost $400 million on a guy who probably didn't even want to actually play for the Cardinals? Right. That, that, I think that's really what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. He wanted to be, I, I'm sure the Giants were realistically involved. I'm sure the Yankees were realistically involved. It's hard for me to imagine the Cardinals were. And well, they'd stop being a part of the reporting. Not yeah, like not that long ago. They right. were there at the beginning, but the the last several weeks of it has they've not they, they they've not been a name. And it, the only reason we've even like had any hope still was all the Newt Bar posting. I know <laughs> Newt Bar is going to the Dodgers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like can we like. Will the Dodgers overpay considerably on like a new bar trade just because they no, know? Like, no, because they're also the smartest organization. Yeah. They don't do that. That's like the thing that's so annoying about being a Cardinals fan and watching the Dodgers do this is that the Dodgers use all of their lever- levers of player acquisition appropriately. They have more money than anyone. So, boom, we're just going to throw it at you. Right. We develop talent better than anyone. So we're just going to so trade, trade you the anyone. guys that we don't like as much yeah. for guys of yours that we the, for the glass now like of the world yeah. that we are. We haven't developed and they they pull all the levers appropriately. And if and when they make a mistake, oops, who cares? Here's all of the money in the world to fix that mistake. Yeah. But you know what? LOL Kershaw in the postseason. So <laughs> that's so we've, you know, LOL Kershaw in the postseason. Yeah. How is Clayton Kershaw feeling right now? Clayton I think Kershaw. Well, he's a free agent. Technically. He's a free agent. He yeah. is not a Dodger. No, the Dodgers just signed a new face of the franchise. Shohei Otani. Kind of. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He's pitcher only is the new ace, at least for this season right. uh, or, or uh, number two for this season. And you got Kersh. Sandy Koufax reincarnated, right. just kind of like sitting at his home in Texas being like, hey, I've been holding up this franchise for 12 years. Yeah. Well, I so suspect weird. there's actual conversations happening. I, I'd be surprised if he's just like completely out there. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Because the 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 story is that he basically won't be able if he pitches in 2024. Um, it won't be until the back half of the season. Right. Right. And so I suspect there is either like. The Dodgers have been like, hey, just give us a minute. We kind of got a lot on our plates right yeah. now. Glass now. We just spent a billion dollars. Joe Kelly. <laughs> yeah. End of list. <laughs> End of list. Um, just hang tight. Yeah. You're doing fine. You know. Yeah. Um, and we're going to learn about a one-year deal here at some point. Um, or they're going to just be like, just continue on your recovery once you're ready to pitch, give us a call and we'll work out the contract yeah. then. And he'll sign in like June. Yeah. And then he'll start in August. And I guess maybe depending on how the season has gone, be there two or three or four right. in the in the playoffs, you know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> or come out of the bullpen for them. I don't know. Yeah. Like it, he or might he'll also be a just, ranger. It, yeah. Or he'll just retire. He says he wants to pitch. Yeah. Um, but I I wouldn't be surprised. With his injury track record, if everyone is just saying like "go get healthy," yeah, and we'll talk about a contract when you're when you're back, right? Um, 
Well, another guy signed. We we were talking about this right at the end of the last episode because kind of the rumors were all coming together. Right. But uh, it happened, and it's even like more than we were expecting. So, uh, so um, Matsui, who like everyone was pretty hyped on as a Cardinal, uh, as Cardinal fans, well, he, he, he was connected to the Cardinals so he early. He visited St. Louis, yes. too, not that long ago. Right. So everything was really looking like it was coming together. Um, and he has now signed with the Padres for five years. Right. Super low AAV. You're probably out there thinking, like, could the Cardinals not have beaten this? And obviously they could have. Any team could have beaten from an AAV standpoint. Um, but you said a lot last week, and I think it's become even more true, because last week we thought it was a three- or a four-year deal. Now it's a five-year deal. Right. Like, this one, we're, we're super fine with the Cardinals not signing a 30-year-old uh undersized reliever yes. who's never been in the majors for for five years yes yeah you i i'm gonna talk i actually don't think i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth if you gave a five i'm a right four, in front of you it'd be pretty crazy to a see four five-year deal uh, actually to, i can't really see it because these lights are <laughs> <laughs> you are he is being actively shot by a green <laughs> laser beam um, but it's worth it for me uh-huh um, if you were to give a four or five year deal to a reliever, it would have to be a Josh Hader, right. Ryan Helsley, Edwin Diaz type player to me. That's the only one that makes sense to me. I think betting, even though Yuki Matsui has years of success in Nippon professional baseball, I, I think giving a deal of this length to any reliever of this quality, of this future value rating, however yeah. you want to break it down. Just does not make sense. He's an undersized guy. His fastball tops out at about 94. Um, he's not a massive strike strikeout guy, uh, which of course, you know, MPB, they, there's not a lot of strikeouts to begin with. So, uh, you know, give that what right. it is. He has a nice slider. I think that he will likely be successful. I think it is very unlikely that he is closing big yeah. league games regularly. And I think making this type of commitment to a middle reliever just doesn't make sense yeah. and it's not a the cardinals need to step up it's a i'd much rather bet on ryan fernandez popping right, off right. i'd much rather bet on wilking rodriguez i'd much rather bet on name any of those guys look like you don't see the rays making this kind of deal and they routinely have the best bullpen, bullpen in baseball yeah. irrelevant of salary right it's just it's more of a uh, methodology than a yeah. than a, a dollar amount Roster that's right management yeah, exactly. And and Bulbin is such a small sample size. You kind of want the ability to just jettison and move on quickly like the Rays do. And so they are now paying him on average five point six million a year for the next five years. Again, not a it's huge, a bizarre move. It is bizarre. And I'm guessing that that came from Matsui's preference. My guess is that the Cardinals were in on him up until the end because he will probably be an effective major league starter, but they are a uh, reliever, but reliever, they probably yeah. wanted him for a couple years and were maybe willing to give him a, I, I would be surprised if they weren't beating this AAV. Yeah. Um, but he, he probably was prioritizing years. It's like, which happens sometimes we saw that with, uh, there's a totally other end of the spectrum, but Bri Bryce Harper, you know, his AAV was way lower than most people expected, but he wanted to sign a contract that would end his career. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which <laughs> not a contract you, that ends his career. Yeah. I, uh, that'd be when you like your hand falls we, off. On we your kill side you. Of the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, he's asking for an extension. 
Yeah, it's interesting. He has said that he's with, like, I think it's being a little overreported, yeah. but from my understanding, he's basically implying, like, can we just talk about this and get it done? And, like, can we just give me the contract to where I retire as a Philly and it's yeah. not even a conversation anymore? I think he's projecting that he's going to play past 37 or 38 or whatever, he probably which is will. super fair. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. He's, he, I think, will be like inner circle Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, you know, but anyway, he just wants it to be done, which is interesting. It clearly shows his priorities because that's what he was going for with his 13 year deal. Right. And now he's like, that's not even long enough. I just he's like, I don't want to think about contracts. <laughs> yes. So much so that there's nine more years on my contract and it's bugging him, I yeah. guess. And he just wants to get it over with. But I don't think it's like he's knocking down the door on no, it. I think no. he more said I'd be willing to talk about an extension right. unless like I need this and baseball news is quiet. So it makes yeah. the front well, page. It's Bryce but, Harper. Yeah. For a while, he was like the closest thing we had to like an enigmatic face of baseball. You know? Yeah. I like him being one of our faces of baseball. I, I think do he's too. fun. Yeah. I like Bryce Harper. He's one of my favorite players. Should be baseball. a Cardinal. I know that. Yeah. They had, I mean, it was never going to happen, but that's one of the it ones could have. When you go back and look at these free agent opportunities that like, you know, the Cardinals had a chance at it's him. It's obviously the Scherzer one. Like yeah. there's a few where you're just like, man, we'd be so much better. Yeah. Um, and like there were deals that they could have done, you know. Hey, so, we have Goldie and Arenado. That's true. It's, it's all true. right. Yeah. Um, so those two guys are off the market yeah. and Matsui, it's fine. Honestly, both of them. It's fine. Um, yeah. It is. It is fine. Um. It's fine, Nate. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, it's fine. Also, this means that free agency might start a little right. more. Well, now, yes, the, the Snell rumors are picking up. Yeah, um, almost immediately as soon yeah. as Yamamoto signs. Of course. Yeah, and it's only because it's been uh, you know holidays that it's slowed down. I suspect next week, if not this week, we're yep. going to start getting more things uh, off the table. Right. Um. We're going to switch gears totally, though, now um, and do something that we haven't really done much this offseason. Um, but we talked about it a little bit. Uh, so steamer projections came out a month or month or two ago. Um, if you don't know what steamer is, steamer is the projection system that fan graphs use uh, uses. And we both love fan graphs. It's, yeah. it's my one, one it's, of the projections they use. It's one of the ones. And it's it's sort of seen as like their in-house. Yeah projection system at least that's how i've always um sort of uh, perceived it as uh i actually i looked it up because i was interested i didn't know this uh so it was developed by jared cross which i didn't know but he i did not know he was a high school science teacher in brooklyn and two of his former students dash davidson cool name amazing name, and peter yeah. rosenblum helped develop it less cool name but so cool, yeah. dash davidson sounds like some nerds yeah. And uh, two nerds and one really cool dude. <laughs> yeah, he like rolled up in his motorcycle. Yeah. Took off his sunglasses and helped him develop a uh, projection system. So um, Steamer's pretty good, though. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of ins and outs. I'm, we're not going to get into the all the details about how Steamer, its methodology or whatnot. But, you know, it tries to like algorithmically predict what these players will do next year they're often the first major projection system out um my my favorite one is zips yeah um and and they roll those and they're also available on on fangrass but they roll them out a lot slower steamer just like comes out boom it's available yeah um 
and no projection system is perfect. Um, it is a mathematic thing and there's the entire human element, but it does try to predict like it doesn't try to predict injuries, but it takes injury history into consideration. Right. right? Um, and so we thought it would be, uh, interesting here when there's almost no actual Cardinal, uh, uh, information out there, Cardinal news to like take a, just sort of a glance at the steamer projections and talk about maybe some things that have stood out to us in these projections. So, uh, Ben, I'll give it to you first. Like what stood out yeah. to you when you looked at these projections? Yeah. I want to pick on something that I thought that I think steamer probably has wrong, uh, to start our chat about that. And this is, I want to talk about Nolan Gorman who is projected at having a fine season. Um, mm-hmm. there, it's saying he's going to put up 2.3 war. Um, he's going to play 118 games. I bet he beats that. Um, his walk rate and his K rate are going to be kind of right in line with what he's been doing um, and, and playing generally good above average baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest problem that I have with this projection system is it has him at 26 home runs. I think he is going to eclipse that really easily um yeah. and if you watch some of the power output that he had last year i don't think i'm really going that much out on a limb but a couple of things i want to know to why i think that is nolan uh gorman was pretty well protected against lefties last year right. he only had 86 plate appearances against lefties but guess what nate what's that 840 ops against lefties pretty good higher by almost yeah. 50 points than righties. Yeah. I don't expect that to maintain, but I think it shows that he's capable right. of having productive at bats from that side of the plate, which I th- think means he will more likely get more playing, uh, get increased playing time. Yes. The other reason I want to talk about that, it will break down his season. And obviously he missed some games towards the end of the season. So, you know, add that caveat to this part of the conversation. But uh, in the first Two months of the season, he averaged over a 900 OPS. He then had a horrible June where he had a 439 yeah. OPS. He jumped back into July and had 944 OPS, went back down in August with his energy uh, injury, sorry, with a 628, and then came out September and October with a 900 OPS again. So what I'm getting at is obviously he scuffled. He was making uh, adjustments in June with that very low OPS. He had some injuries, but when he was rocking and rolling, he was hitting an op- had it uh, rolling an OPS over 900. Yeah, I don't think it's unlikely for him to keep that up. Obviously, that would be very difficult uh, to maintain a 900 OPS, but I think he has the power and the patience to do that. It's going to come with a lot of strikeouts. Uh, but I also think the home run total is going to eclipse. I'm going to say it's going to eclipse 35. So I think he's going to have a way yeah. more productive offensive season. And hopefully Mo figures out a way for him to be in the lineup pretty much every day. Second base DH. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I generally agree with you. I do think that he like the projection system, I think, is projecting him to have the prolific power that you are saying it's just they're docking him a lot because they don't think he's going to play a full season right because they have him projected at 26 home runs like you said over 490 at bats yeah whereas they have paul goldschmidt projected for 28 home runs only two more home runs than gorman with 676 yeah plate appearances so they're saying paul goldschmidt's only going to hit two more than home runs and Gorman with 
over 200 more right. or nearly 200 more at bat. So they are giving Gorman like a prolific power and these high strikeout guys, it's not an uncommon mold to have that really streaky um, type of season, whether it's injuries or otherwise look at like a max Muncy, these like 220 batting average, right. but they're going to pop nearly 40 home runs. Like, I think that's what they are. They are projecting him as, um, the, but I, I don't disagree with you though, because I do think we saw Nolan Gorman and this is where projections get tricky. And this is also where we become very biased as Cardinal fans because Nolan Gorman had a rookie season, which was pretty good. Then he had a sophomore year that he got even better. And so I think you and I are both projecting not just like more playing time, maybe more consistency, but an actual next step up because yeah. we've watched him get better at the major league level. And the projection system, they they do try to project growth. Right. But you know, they, that's where they're they're usually wrong in one or two directions. They're wrong because someone totally breaks out and they completely miss. Or they like just completely miss the season for whatever it, reason, right? It it leans conservative. It, it, it does lean conservative, yeah. and the, so oh, yeah. I just don't see Nolan uh, Gorman rocked an eleven point four percent walk rate last year. Yeah, and it's projecting him for a nine. It's point. a regression. I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah, I thought the same. I think that he because we saw that his walk rate got better over over the season. Yeah, so like we saw growth, and I anticipate that growth continuing and. Uh, and and him having better than this projection, but I do think the projection system, at the very least, is saying he's going to hit the ball, yeah, really hard because I, that's a lot of home runs. He's definitely going to hit the ball really hard. Something yeah. that this is kind of uh, tangential to our conversation right now, but I've been doing we're, we're doing the homers on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm watching a lot of homers, and what I'm impressed by is how many, not only opposite field home runs that Nolan right. Gorman hits, but opposite field bombs. Yeah, and my baseball mind tells me that when a player has the ability to go the opposite way with a ton of power, I, I just, I just see it developing really, really nicely. And he's yeah. going, you know, hopefully he's not that Kyle Schwarber, that one dimensional power. Hitter. Right. He's a, right. he can slap the ball around with power, get on base. But yeah, that that's kind of the, the that's the one I'm going to pick on the most. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Jordan Walker. Um, it, it, there's an interesting thing with his projection. So offensively they're giving him, I think we would ultimately probably be disappointed offensively with this season, but it would not be a horrible season for a 21 year old slash 22 year old. He's so young. They're looking at, um, they haven't projected for 19 home runs across 538 or 39 plate appearances. That right there, I think, is interesting because the the algorithm is likely seeing that he only, you know, he got two thirds of a season last year because of the demotion and whatnot. But I think we as Cardinal fans know, unless he's hurt, he's probably he's going to be starting every single day. Yeah. And so unless he's hurt or there's a complete collapse of his plate approach, I, I think you're penciling him in for 650 at bats or so. Oh, can't wait. Um, and so. I do think these counting stats are a little low, but the ratios are probably somewhere fine, right around 10% or 8% uh, walk rate, 22% strikeout rate. You'd actually be pretty happy with either yep. of those. Um, and then what's interesting, though, is that his total season war is projected at 1.3, 1.3 1 
which would put him at below average as a major major league player. And that is predominantly because of his negative 13 defensive war. They, yeah. they are, <laughs> I think, fairly projecting. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he that, sucked last but, year. But I, if I'm going to put on my... I'm in a party room right now. I'm putting on my party. I'm putting on my cardinal colored glasses. I got yeah. time to fly blasting in the background. <laughs> yeah. We definitely saw Jordan Walker get better and better and better in yes. right field. By the end of the season, yes. He was on highlight reels. Yes. Making difficult plays. He robbed yes. that home run. He had that diet that diving play. His hat flew off looking great. Like I don't think he's going to be this bad. No. Uh in the outfield or wherever he ends up. Maybe they also can cycle in in with DH a little bit more to protect that a little bit more. Um I know the the there's still the log jam. We're not going to talk about all that right now, but like they may try to protect him a little bit more, but I think he will be better at right field. And I I actually think with what we saw last year, which is someone who's able to improve at the major league level, yeah. he could end up being a pretty good right fielder. Like there are people of his size with that arm, with that, like he's obviously a guy who works hard. He's an incredible baseball mind. I'm not going to say he will be a great right fielder, but I think he can beat this. He is like, there's, I, I don't know. What are they? They've got, uh, like there's no one else that is really seen as like that bad. I, mean, I think he was the worst so, fielder in baseball last year. Yeah. So it's got to be better. And it's yeah. fair that the projection systems would project him to be yeah. horrible again. Um, and so we're, we're both picking ones that we think the player is going to be better because we're a Cardinal podcast. But I think Nolan Gorman outpacing his projections and Walker outpacing his defensive projections, I think are, are realistic expectations because if he's even as bad as he was last year in right field. Um, I think, you know, the projection probably puts him more at like three or four war as a, as a Cardinal. Yeah. And now we're like, hell yeah. What a, what a great season for a second year for a 21 year old at the big league level. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the one thing he's working off in the, working on in the off season for sure is defense. And last year was so weird across the board. Yeah. It's, like probably fair that defense wasn't his top priority, but even with that, we saw him get better. It was well, one the of the, the whole yo-yoing Jordan Walker yeah. getting the ball in the air and then them yeah. re uh, taking that back and letting him play and yeah, he, him coming up and say, "Oh yeah, I kind of stopped doing that and I just went back to what I was doing." Like, oh my god, the Cardinals yeah. are embarrassing. It was a lot. It was a lot, but. Uh. It's going to be a new year. Oh my God. Yeah. It'll be better. Yeah. Um, anything else? We, we wanted to keep this section yeah. a little tight, but uh, anything else steamer wise that you want to um, talk about? It's really fun to see Sonny Gray at the top with a nice yeah. projection. I think something that is interesting caught me off guard a little bit is that steamer is saying that Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson is going to, are going to be more productive than Miles Michaela, uh, Michaelis. Um, so it, I don't know. How much I buy that. I know that projection sy systems generally are unkind to Miles because he doesn't strike out a lot of guys, but we've seen him kind of defy that. Maybe, maybe this is the year it goes to hell. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, it's, it's stark when you see, um, the innings that Gray, Lynn, Gibson, and Michaelis are expected to get. And then 
what happens after that uh, with Matt and well, Zach Thompson, so yeah, on and so forth. It's pretty rough where you, you know your top five are your projected starters, but then it is a sheer drop off to yep. your relievers. There's no one else in the projection that is expected. It's like if these five guys don't fill that rotation, yeah, who who will be? And, yeah, you know. We've uh, had that conversation. Yeah, I'm not even. I don't even yeah. want to hit it any more than that. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I think is kind of fun, just looking at the team from a thirty thousand foot view and looking at the projections, is the fact that the projection systems, and I, I believe uh, that the offense and the the position player production production is going to be driven by, of course, Arenado and Goldie, uh, but Newbar and Contreras as well. It right. seems like uh, you know, as long as Lars is helpful. Or uh, helpful. He'll be, he'll, be <laughs> he'll be helpful. Uh healthy next year. He should be one of the power uh, the drivers of the offense. Yeah. High walk rate, good slug, all that stuff. And uh, I just I don't think it'd be said in like uh, we haven't given Wilson enough credit for what a great season that he uh, that yeah. he had last year. He was yeah. a masher. Um well especially the, the the problem with it was not, not not his problem, but the problem with like the narrative is that his truly elite part of the season was when the Cardinals were already yeah. done. And so most people aren't really talking about what's going well for the Cardinals in August and September. It like half the fans aren't even watching anymore. And so and if you forget, he was one of the best offensive players yeah. in baseball for like the last two months of the season last year. He, um, uh, he took it down to Miami. He was doing a big Willie style. It was <laughs> Willinium. Um, this is nightmare on my street. It was, uh, damn it. Uh, that's all I got. Why though? Why'd you, where'd that come from? Wild, Wild West. Uh, oh, Wild Wild West. Of course. Now I see. Um, um, he has a cigar, but it's just for the looks kids. Um, he doesn't bite it. Or he, he won't does bite it. it. He does bite it, but he but won't he bite, it. bite it. Which, uh, that's the worst part is biting it. Yeah. I don't even smoke cigars, and I know. Um, you don't like to bite it. Yeah, I can't smoke Unless cigars. they just mean, yeah. I've tried. No, I, yeah. I like, can't do it. Yeah. I think, like a lot of people, there was that period in like my early 20s where I was like, yeah, I'll go to a cigar shop yeah. and buy a cigar and sit yeah. around and, yeah. and smoke cigars and drink whiskey or something. And I just remember... It was horrible. I don't think I'm like, I don't have the right setup to do it. Yeah. Well, it also feels nowadays like an insane thing to get into now, <laughs> you know, unless you're looking to shorten your life, <laughs> which in that case, hey, maybe you are. And you know up. what? I'm sure there's some cigar smokers who are listening. So, you know, you let us know what you enjoy. I, I smoked cigarettes for like years yeah. before quitting. But that was just to be cool. And guess what? And it worked. You look cool. Thank yeah, you. Hell yeah. Um, but even as someone who smokes, I've enjoyed tobacco. Yeah. A cigar just seems like an insane I, thing yeah, to get into. They're nasty. Yeah. We got some cigars as a wedding gift. Yeah. And they're like still in my. We dresser. should smoke them. Let's go get them. <laughs> that would be the worst thing. Uh, I just want to bite it, but I won't light it. Yeah. It's for the looks. Do you have any other Will Smith songs you could throw out? Um, No. <laughs> yeah. uh, it might be. Here come the men in black. Here. Oh, that's a. That song rocks. I wish more uh, movies would have songs tied to them and dances tied to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Me <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I was doing the little shimmy. Here comes the man in yeah. black. Yeah, that's good. I like it. 
Yeah, we watched um, Die Hard with a Vengeance the other night. Will Smith or Will Smith. Bruce Willis has a band. Used to have a band. Does he did have a band? Um, And uh, it reminded me a a lot of how great those '90s buddy buddy cop films are. Yeah, you know, because that one is the one with him and Sam Jackson, and they're doing the buddy buddy cop thing. Uh Not all the Die Hard movies are buddy buddy cop stuff, but they kind of are. And so uh, it made me want to watch like your lethal weapons, your rush hours, your Shanghai noons, you know, keep going. I think more movies need blooper reels at the end. Too. Oh, you know, I love films. <laughs> um, Bruce Willis's band, the accelerators. Um, what was that? What was it? 30 foot of 30 foot of grunts. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, Russell Crowe. Oh, he has a band too. Yeah, thirty odd foot of grunts is his band name. Foot of grunts. Thirty yeah. odd foot of grunts. Um, he seems like a weird guy. Yeah, but you know he's like a wayno. He doesn't need this. He doesn't need to make a be in a band. Russell Crowe is like a wayno, but you know, well said. He's got the music in him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great point. What if there was a Men in Black style song for the for, gladiator. For gladiator. <laughs> that, that Russell Crowe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. He's singing about the uh, the fields of heaven. Yeah, that he's arrived to after being slain on the battle. What do you even? I, or like it's a pump up song. Oh, oh, you but, know. Yeah. And he's like in in the music videos in the like the pit fighting a tiger oh, or whatever hell yeah but he's dance dodging them man nothing is cooler than that idea yeah i'm pretty sure i nailed it oh uh, we have to delete this episode so <laughs> that no one takes my idea uh all right let's move on anything else steamer related you want to talk about no i i, I think the cardinals are mostly in good sh- i mean they look better on paper right now they do they look better on paper. real life um they like fan graphs projections like the Cardinals, they yeah. keep showing up in like top 10 rankings. Pakoda yeah. has the Cardinals in a top 10 ranking. And I get it because if everybody does what they're supposed to do and what's expected of them, then the Cardinals should be good in 2024, not Dodgers good, no. but like they should compete for the NL central and, or a wild card. Um, we well, just know it's, like it feels impossible for them all to do what they're expected to do. And the Cubs feel like a sleeping giant right now. Yeah. So they're going to do something. Yeah. Although they did miss mad. out on so far, like there was a lot of concern about Otani and Yamamoto yeah. being Cubs. And that did not happen. Did not. So we, we do like that. Um, all right. We've got more to talk about, but before we do, we want to remind everyone that this show is supported by our listeners on Patreon, patreon.com slash talking about birds. If you've enjoyed the show and you want to show your support, consider joining our Patreon. You can join fellow patrons like our two newest patrons, Lacey H and Linda T. Let's go. Who have joined the podcast that they were filled with the holiday spirit. And they decided to support something that they love, or at least that they stand that they 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 listen to sometimes yeah that's good enough um and we appreciate it we truly truly appreciate everyone the new patrons and those who've stuck with us and if you're considering it 
patreon.com slash talking about birds. Patrons of any level get access to our private Discord server. We call it the Bird Scored, baby. We're having a good time in there. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Right now we're planning a movie watch party. Um, we've got other plans, and it's it's been growing slowly, but we're growing, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Um, show your support for, for our show. Uh, you can also consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. That helps. And uh, Ben, where can people find us online otherwise? Follow us on Twitter at TalkAboutBirds. Uh, we are also on Instagram at Talking About Birds. This show is available on Spotify. Listen to us there. Add us to your playlists. Get us on that wrapped shit or whatever. <laughs> um, we're on TikTok. Check us out on TikTok. You can come look at our faces on TikTok. If you have any questions, thoughts, criticisms, you can email us at TalkAboutBirds at gmail.com. We will uh, read them and uh, enjoy them. Uh, you can find all of that information at talkingaboutbirds.com. Well, we have t-shirts there, uh, show links, all, all kinds of crap there. Go to talkingaboutbirds.com. And of course, of you course. can call us. Call us. At 848-48-BIRDS. <laughs> Again, that is 848-482-4737. You can call us. You can leave a text. I'm looking at the camera now. You can call us, leave a voicemail. You can text message us. Um, I think those are the only two things you can do. But you can yeah. do that at 848-482-4737. Um, call us now. You can do what the spam bots are doing and send me text messages of links to Snapchat things that yeah. I've not clicked on that I, I'm sure are scams. That's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, 848-48-BIRDS. Yeah. Uh, I went to look at the camera and my eyes had to do like a total adjustment because <laughs> of the <laughs> bright blinding yeah. that it's. You look good. Thank you. Um, you actually yeah. look more serious than you normally look to me. Hmm. Do I normally come off as serious? No. Okay. So this is a good thing. You're a joke. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> Should have guessed. All right. We're going to run through some league news, uh, <laughs> despite it being, um, you know, a holiday week. There still was a little bit. Of hey, movement. things are flying. Nate. Things are flying. Come on now. What do you got? Um, you know, we're in person. I haven't really taken advantage of it. I feel like I should hit you or, or uh, you feel like you should hit me Do a Pratt, uh, spit take or something. I, I would prefer neither of okay. those. I guess of the two. Honestly, I'd rather you hit me than spit on me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, mean, I don't blame you for that. Yeah. Uh, I would see neither of them coming. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> continue to blind you. Uh, okay, the Blue Jays and Kevin Kiermeyer have rejoined. Uh, yeah. They agree on a one-year deal, 10.5 million bucks. Dude put up almost four war last year. Yeah. And the Blue Jays just grab him for 10 million, 10.5 million bucks. Uh, great deal from the Blue Jays. Uh, he'll probably regress from his offensive performance last year, but um, he's a good player, underrated player, uh, probably the best defender, uh, center field defender of his generation. And uh, yeah, good for him. Good for them. Seems like a nice deal. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Kiermaier for quite a while. Uh, now, when I look at his fan graphs, where he, it was 2.2. Um, oh, I think so. Wow, baseball reference must yeah. really like him. I don't must know why really that like is. His defense, yeah. Um, but it's a good deal. I mean, I like I said, I really like Kiermaier. He has been one of my favorite players um, really since he came up. Um, I think he's what a lot of us thought we might have had in a Harrison Bader. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you can see why he's so valuable. He, he does nothing bad, 
like his worst attribute he does at like an MLB average level. And then he does uh, have incredible center field defense. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, even if whatever war system you want to look at, even 2.2, that's valuable yeah. uh, at, you know, and it's 10, 10.5 million. Like it's, it's hard for this deal to go wrong for Tampa or for Toronto. He is getting old. This will be his age 34 season. And speed has been a part of his game for, yeah. for, for his whole career. He's not a huge stolen base guy, though. He doesn't not steal bases, but just his quickness is part of his whole thing. Sure. And so you do wonder, like, at what point uh, does he start to really regress? And I suppose that's why he keeps getting these, like, little deals rather than ever landing a good long deal with a team because this is the sort of profile and we see it with Bader where like if it if he doesn't do everything well yeah then he suddenly becomes like super not valuable because just having a defensive specialist center fielder like it's cool it sounds nice but like I like it you can only really afford it though if like you have a good offense everywhere else. Sure. And the and the Tampa Bay Rays, or I keep saying the Rays, uh the 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 Blue Jays. The Blue Jays should be that team. Yeah. They have stars all over the place. Maybe Vlad sucks now. No, I man, I think Vlad is gonna have a huge 2024. Sure, everybody's we, thought that the last nope, few years. But we talk about underlying numbers. Look oh, at, well, look I at, know, but he just hasn't been putting it up though. Look, look at his 2023. Oh, I've seen it. I don't think you have. I have. He's it's <laughs> you all. Gotta look at the it's all red everywhere. <laughs> no, his his baseball savant looks great. His his yeah. uh, his fan graphs looks great. But the fact of the matter is, he hasn't put it up except he, for two years ago when he, you know, should have or was equally deserving of a MVP as. Uh, Otani. I'm just yeah. it's one out of his five years. I'm just saying, yeah. what have you done for me lately, Vladdy boy? He still had a pretty good year last year. It was fine. He put up one war. Is it only one? You dumbass. You're the one. <laughs> All right. I'll keep moving. <laughs> um, the Mariners and Mitch Garver uh, for a World C- Series champion. Mitch Garver uh, have agreed to a two year, twenty four million dollar deal. I think that this is a great deal. This is big dumper erasure. OK, they don't need anyone else back there. They don't. He's going to DH. Uh, he's just a good hitter. He'll probably yeah. catch a few times. OK, but he's I think Mitch Garver is a massively. You want to talk yeah. about underlying numbers. Yeah. Massively underrated hitter. Two years, 24 million bucks. This guy's going to hit 30 home runs playing, uh, getting the DH big dumper. It's going to be backing him up or he's going to be backing uh, mm-hmm. uh, big dumper up. I, I, th- <laughs> I, I think it's a, a great play. Um, I think that the Mariners are very annoying in the way that they've handled their payroll. But I do think this is a smart, savvy add to the team. Well, they needed to get rid of strikeouts. Um, and they've been kind of restructuring their offense around Julio. They traded Julio! Um, They let Teoscar go. And they promised they were going to use the money, and they weren't just doing salary dumps. Yeah. And I do agree that this is a good deal. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I like it. Yeah. Uh, do more of that. He had a 500 slugging with Texas last year. Yeah. Um. The Tigers and Shelby Miller have agreed to a deal. It's a one-year contract, guaranteed $3 million bucks. There are some escalators and some accelerators featuring Bruce Willis included in that deal. <laughs> um, 
Shelby Miller, I think he'll have a very, I think he is going to be a extremely solid relief pitcher going forward. Yeah. He proved that with the Dodgers last year. And, um, I don't know. He's still young. He's 33. He'll, yeah. uh, he'll probably have a very nice year and do well. And the Tigers keep making these little incremental machinations to make their team 1% better. Probably not enough, but, uh, yeah. I like it. I do too. I like this was never really on the Cardinal radar. Um, I think for a number of reasons, but like I would, th- I would have loved this as a Cardinal signing. Yeah. One year, three and a half or whatever. Like you can't get lower risk than that. And, uh, you want to talk about underlying numbers. He looked like he is really unlocked something after going full time bullpen. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think he's going to be good for them. And I think that, the AL Central is rightfully seeing itself as wide open. Um, I was looking at it earlier today. I had forgotten or not realized that there was only one team over 500 yeah. on that entire division. And the one that was was the Twins. And they really like only got there right at the end, mm-hmm. uh, partly because of the Royce Lewis explosion. you know. Um, so, yeah, I think all of these teams are looking at like, we don't have to do much more to win, uh, which is also, I think kind of shitty and why I'm be- starting to become more and more uh, pro the idea of getting rid of the divisions. But yeah, we've talked about that enough. Yeah. I think, you know, you look at the tigers and you see Riley green, Spencer Torkelson and mm-hmm. Kerry Carpenter in the middle of that lineup. And you could see them taking the central like yeah. kind of easily because that division sucks so much, but we'll see. Yeah. The Royals are do- actually trying. We'll- the Royals are trying with, we'll see. with in their way. Yeah. The Twins should be pretty good again. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan. Yeah. Royce Lewis, maybe healthy. Like, you know, Carlos Correa, maybe a bounce back. I don't know. Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton. Might, Buxton might will, play. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they did win 87 games. Yeah. So like they're the returning favorites, I'm sure right now. No um, sunny gray, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's actually pretty big. All right. Final piece of news. MLB competition committee approves a handful of changes for the year 2024. Uh, a couple of those changes are the uh, pitch clock is going down from 20 to 18 seconds with runners on. I kind of view that as uh, who cares? Smell you later. Whatever. Um Mound visits are decreasing from five to four per game. Again, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, smell you later. I've never watched a game and mound visits. Uh, or they've never been a part of yeah. the game that I've watched. Yeah. Um, another uh, a, a change is if a pitcher starts to warm up on the mound before the inning, he must face face at least one batter. And this one I was I didn't fully understand because it kind of doesn't make any sense to me. But then reading more about it, essentially what that means, it's a time waster saver. If you're having a pitcher in between innings warm up on a mound and the inning goes to start, you could then pull that pitcher out and essentially buy the guy in the bullpen more time and then have him come out and he can throw his pitches. Uh, So now. If a pitcher goes to warm up, they cannot be taken out of the game until they face one pitcher. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, I, I guess it's kind of like a cleanup of yes. a potential exploit. And so I, I, I guess it's fine. I saw someone said it happened. This exact situation happened roughly something like 24 times. 26 times. 26. Wow. I'm surprised you had that at the top of your head. Yeah. Um, impressive. 
Thank you. I remember the dumbest shit and forget yeah. important stuff. Um, but that, I mean, it's such a minuscule thing. Yeah. Like 26 times where a guy got a couple extra pitches in a bullpen yeah. is not going to change anything. No. Um, but I, but I mean, they are, they're just trying to clean everything up, get everything as tight as possible. And if you keep doing these things, it does add up, uh, which is what this feels like. Yeah. Um, but, it's also like it, it's not a change anyone no. will ever observe. No, it'll be funny when somebody does break the rule. Inevitably, that's the only time we'll yeah. remember it. Uh, I think it, it it shows that baseball is paying attention to its own product yeah. in a way that I think is encouraging. But outside of that, yeah, who cares? Yeah, um, um, the the I, well, you've got one more to read. One, one, one yeah. more quick one. Uh, the runner's lane. Uh, to first uh, when the batter is running down to first has been widened to the infield grass. Uh, and that's just so that their running lane is a little bit more clear. The runner having the right of way down that. And yeah. I think that's a, a fine rule change as well. Yeah, that one's fine. I, I will. I'll do a tiny rant about the, the the 18 seconds with runners on versus 20. I don't feel like we need to make it even shorter. Yeah, like it already it's fine. It is already feels a little rushed. And I think we've all come to an agreement that these time changes are a, a, a huge success for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, we don't need to keep tightening it. Yeah. Like I, I would have actually, I think I've been happier if they would have said, we're going to give just a little bit of a window back because you know, we don't need to cut a full half hour off of every game. Um, let's do 17 seconds for every pitch with no runner and 22 for, uh, runners on. Yeah. I would have been happier with that. Giving just a little bit back, but squeezing it even more feels entirely unnecessary because I, I, I don't think anyone left this season being like, man, I wish these were even shorter, you yeah. know? And I know it's only two seconds, so it's not going to make a significant difference, but it's like, what is the is there an actual stated goal like do they right. actually have an average game time that they're aiming to and they think they just need to keep picking away at it um yeah because if so we don't we're not being told that um but i also i you know i i'm, I'm not the target audience for these changes so it's yeah. like i i wasn't even super pro that pitch clock change in the first place even though i've come to appreciate it um, I just don't see why another two, like why another two seconds. What do we, what do we get out of that? Um, anyway. Yeah. I think I fully agree with everything you said. Um, yeah. Full stop. Uh, that's all I got for league news. Okay. Uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, it's a new year, Ben. I'm bringing in a blended version of one of our favorite games. Who charted? Who charted? Oh wow! Yeah, so this I is heard that in real life. This is who, it's amazing. Yeah, who charted New Year's edition? So I've got a list of um, facts from the twenty twenty four or sorry twenty twenty three season. I say, oh my god! Yeah, I I I've, I've, I can time travel, but for the most mundane purposes, <laughs> um, uh, the I've got a, a series of facts from the twenty twenty three season. Basically, some trivia questions for you. Okay, about twenty twenty three as well as some just broader New Year'sy resolution type questions mm-hmm. as well. All right. Okay. So we're going to start with a fact. Um, 
which position player led the team in strikeouts in 2023? Which position team player led the team in strikeouts in 2023? Uh, my mind goes Gorman. He's a little strikeout prone. Um, Willie strikes out, but he maybe didn't play enough. That might also be true for Gorman. Goldie struck out a lot last year. Um, he also played a lot last year. It's not going to be Arenado. He keeps his K's low. I'm going to say that Paul Goldschmidt led the team in strikeouts last year. You got it, Paul. Let's go. Paul Goldschmidt, 161 wow. strikeouts. Is that a career high for him? I'm sure that it was. Um, I can look it up in a minute. He's in the lab, baby. He is. Getting things, getting yep. things right now. Figure it out. All right. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, Ben. What was... That is a career. Oh, no, it is not. Sorry. He had 166 strikeouts no. in 2019. Okay. First year as a Cardinal. Um, what was your favorite baseball moment of 2023? My favorite baseball moment of 2023. Ooh, there weren't many. Yeah ones to really really be excited about from a cardinal standpoint um jordan walker coming up mm -hmm. and having the hit streak was that wasn't an individual moment but that was extremely i got that as like a moment yeah, yeah that that was really great and there was there was still hope um mm -hmm. and, and we were having a good time and i i love watching him play i think yeah. I, I cannot wait to watch him play um and he's having so much fun doing it Outside of that, um, I don't know. This isn't a moment either, but the Phillies Brave series was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think moment like I'm fine with a broad definition yeah. of moment. I, I'll let you think for a second because yeah. I, I did think about this a little bit having written the question. And and uh, one that did stand out to me is also Jordan Walker because I agree with you. He, he became my main reason for continuing to watch the Cardinals. hundred percent. Yeah. And there was a game, I believe it was uh mid September, September 17th or something like that. The Cardinals were playing the Phillies and Jordan Walker uh, broke a tie game late in the game with a three run bomb. Mm -hmm. Absolute Jack. Yeah. And while there may have been more consequential moments because obviously the Cardinals were out of it at this point, um, I'm sure earlier in the season, there were still some times when I felt like Cardinals were still in it. This is a big win, et cetera. Um, but when I thought back of 2023, um, that game, that home run really gave me a glimpse of of what Jordan Walker and mm. what this team could look like yeah. when it's working. And it was the team coming back, beating a good team like the Phillies off the back of a monster home run from yeah. Jordan Walker. And it made me think like the, a lot of this season sucked. There's a yeah. lot of things about the Cardinals for us to be upset about both on the field and off the field. Um, but I'm still a fan of this team and I still love watching baseball and Cardinal yeah. baseball. And so like that moment was, was a, was one that stood out to me and something that I really love from 2023. Yeah. Um, like I said, he's he's so much fun. Yeah. Um. I'll 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 try to think of more as we continue to talk, but I'll also throw out the uh, Palacios brothers game that happened oh, in yeah. Pittsburgh. That was fun. Um. The season was done. Yeah. Um. So seeing that go back and forth and the the love those guys had for each other, and then them also hitting homers and and that that was a blast. So yeah. Um. Yeah. 
I'll, okay. I'll keep thinking, but yeah, that's, that's what comes to top of mind. Um, all right. Who had the highest bad bip, uh, minimum 40 plate appearances oh, wow. in, uh, 2023. And by highest, I do mean like, um, you know, the highest number. Yeah. Um, while you're thinking bad bip batting average on balls in play, basically when yeah. you put the ball in play, so not strikeout, not home run, um, mm. what, what happens? This is a tough one. Um, How many times does he become a hit? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my first kind of thought is Tommy Edmond because he's got the speed and he slaps it around, but he didn't really have a high enough batting average for that to really make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan Donovan could also be really high up there because he's just that guy. Um, but I'm going to say Wilson Contreras. Just He was so hot for so long. And it felt like every ball was falling. I'm going to give it to, I'm going to say Wilson Contreras led the team. It's a good guess. Um, but I think part of the, maybe not the trick of this question, but the sort of the reality of the question is minimum 40 plate appearances does bring in some small yeah. sample sizes. And uh, part of the reason I said that is because Yvonne Herrera oh. is actually the answer. Wasn't There was no chance I was guessing him. Yeah, uh, he had a 423. That's pretty um, good. <laughs> Sustainable yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, M- now who had the lowest BABIP? Same parameters. Who had the lowest BABIP? Um, there's some bad years had by the Cardinals this year. Uh, my guess, did Mason Wynn hit 40 plate appearances? I'm going to say he did uh i'll go with mason win very good yeah. you got it it was mason win so he had a babip of 196 oh man so a little bit of uh hope in and fear in both directions there right yeah yvonne herrera if you're just looking at the um like you're just looking at the stat line the basic stat line you're like there's the breakout right that's what we've always that's what we've been waiting for um but then when you peel back the numbers a little bit, there's definitely some luck there. Yeah. We're both very hyped on him in 2024. And obviously the organization has already made it clear. He is the backup catcher. Um, but, you know, he he got he had some luck in his his little cup of coffee there. Cannot wait to watch him play. Same. Um, what well, your guess on Contreras? So Contreras is a good guess. Um, he actually had the fifth highest BABIP. Um, but of the of the starters um both jordan walker and uh paul goldschmidt had higher bad bips yeah, than him that makes sense so um but yeah so it went yvonne oscar mercado mm. although he only had 32 plate appearances so he didn't qualify for this and then walker goldschmidt and Contreras. yeah um okay ben you have any uh New Year's resolutions for 2024? Uh, be doper, make more money, drink more beer. I don't know, just be... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All those seem like pretty attainable for you, by the way. Um, no, I'm not really a resolution guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably maybe be a little healthier. I don't know. I feel like I could always like eat, yeah. eat more vegetables, eat more fruit. <laughs> uh, probably less beer. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. We'll see. I'll think about that more, though. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be pretty like anti-resolution um, in in a very obnoxious way. In the way of like, shocking, like yeah, uh, I don't need arbitrary endpoints, oh, things like yeah. that. This sounds like something I would say about a holiday. Yeah, um, 
Uh, but I, I have definitely found that like for a lot of people, like that is a very useful tool for goal setting Yeah, is start and stop points. So I've tried to be less shitty about new year's resolutions. Yeah. Um, last just year, less shitty would be a good resolution for you. I can only be, do so much. Yeah. I can only change so I'm much. So a mountain, right? I, yeah. I said earlier tonight, I think maybe is some point in the last four days, I'm going to do a lot more snap pointing. Yeah. We can't, he's practicing. It's pretty good. Probably do some more air guitar. That's also good. Yeah. You play the real guitar, <laughs> which makes it confusing. But I don't always have that with me. And sometimes Fair. I have the. You always the, got your I always fingers got my you. air guitar. Yeah. yeah that's, it was, a, I paid a lot of money for this air guitar. That's cool. Um, in 2023, one of mine was to run a half marathon and yeah. I did that. And so I think in 2024, I want to do it again. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of an empty question because neither of us have a full answer for this just yet. Yeah. But um, I'll try to, I'll get you back with a real answer next time we record. I'll okay. think about it. Yeah. Um, I want to spend less time on uh, bullshit social media, but yeah, it's everybody. bad. Yeah. Check us out on TikTok. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> As we produce content for social media. Um, I want to. I used to read a lot of books and I have not for a long time. So I want to get back I, to that. You know, I actually, I have, uh, I, I'm also planning, I read too much crap. I, yeah. I have, I'm, I want to get back into novel reading. I have a couple of novels put, yeah. picked out I'm going to read. Um, well, maybe we can keep track of that a little yeah. bit on the show. Um, if you're listening and you have a New Year's resolution uh, that you'd like to share for us, let us know. Maybe I can make it a little more narrow. Do you have any baseball related uh resolutions for 2024 i would very much like to go to spring training this year yeah uh i would i think uh i was talking to some friends i definitely would like to go to a game at uh in seattle mm. um we have some friends that moved up there recently so we'll come uh I, I have not been to that ballpark um but i would like to travel for baseball more i'd like to see more ballparks i'm a little limited from my experiences there so uh yeah that we also uh, i haven't been to wrigley since i lived in st louis so that's right. over 10 years i would love to go back to wrigley it's one of my favorite ballparks in the country yeah um yeah i haven't so, been yeah. in a long time either yeah i'd like yeah. to go go to baseball places yeah. see more baseball always. yeah i was thinking about this because i did not uh i did not attend a lot of uh baseball in person last year it was the lowest i've done in my like you didn't even get a shack's chicken i know so i i definitely want to get a a big shack or whatever it's called at bush stadium i was at this actually kind of counter to what i was thinking is that i think my resolution around baseball in 2024 is to go to more games but spend less money at the stadium yeah if that i think that's sense. good yeah yeah I, we can we can especially like the games in denver start at 6 40 i don't know what time they start here anymore yeah, um, seven fifteen, seven thirty. But it's kind of right on that line, that six forty layer. Like, okay, well, I want to start getting down there. I don't have enough time to eat dinner. Right ah, now, I'm having a beer and a hot dog. That's ca- like so bad for you. Yeah, so expensive. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like that- a game can still be pretty affordable if you are just prioritizing the oh, game, especially if you're going to a Rockies game. <laughs> well, yeah, they'll actually just let you in. Yeah, it's yeah, it's bad. Um, the Rockies are going to be so bad yeah. next year. Chris Bryant rebound comeback player of the year. Yeah. If he hits 25, uh, I don't want to make any bets. Yeah. Never mind. Who had the highest WRC plus on the Cardinals last year? Highest. Is there a limit of, um, I'll say qualified hitter, qualified hitter, highest OPS plus. 
Not OPS um, plus. WRC plus. WRC plus. Although likely the same answer. But likely can, the same answer. But I don't actually know that, so I can. Uh, um, my God, it's not Nolan Gorman, is it? We've been talking about him so much. Um, Pauly, not Nato. Nato had a had a doo doo year offensively a bit. Um, shoot, Newt. I'm gonna go. Uh, no, I'm gonna go Goldie. Paul Goldschmidt. No, it was Wilson Contreras. Look at that. Yeah. Wilson Contreras had a, a 127 WRC plus. Not bad. So um, again, like we had some reservations around the choice of going with Wilson over some other potential options, but Wilson Contreras was incredible for the Cardinals yes. last year. It was he was it was it was maybe his best season in the major leagues. And he got off to an awkward narrative start with the Cardinals. So stupid. That was maybe somewhat his fault because, you know, we did learn some things about what he how he was handling the pitching staff. But we should never have known any of that. No, that should have all stayed in the clubhouse. So that's not even his fault. Or rather, the perception of him is not his fault. Right. Um, so I'm I am a big fan of Wilson Contreras as a Cardinal, and I look forward to seeing him in 2024. Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt was number two. Um, and then some small sample size, Yvonne Herrera, yeah. Richie Palacios, and then Newbar. So you were yeah. you were circling it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Wilson. It's kind of not even close, really. Um, Lars was the net or Paul was 122. So that's kind of close. Yeah. And then Lars, you're down at 118. You start to get some real yeah. separation. Um, okay. Uh, a couple more baseball ones, and then uh, one more non-baseball one. Who do you think had the lowest? Home runs per nine with a minimum of 30 innings pitched. Lois, home runs per so nine with a minimum. Home runs given up per nine innings. Did Ryan Helsley pitch? I know he was injured, but I think he made that. He gave up some bombs, though. Could also be Jordan Walker, or uh, not Jordan Walker, Jordan Montgomery, because he was great while he was a Cardinal this year. Um, Miles, oh, I, mm, eh. I'm going to say Jordan Montgomery. Uh, it was Ryan Helsley. Damn it. Uh, tied. It would have been two acceptable answers. Jojo Romero. Wasn't going to say Jojo Romero. Yeah. He was, we talked about it. He was really good. He was. He had a nice year. Um, now, they had, uh, they both had 36 innings pitched as well. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, they had very similar numbers across the board that they had a 0.25 home runs per nine. Damn. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now highest home run per nine minimum 30 innings pitched. Uh, well, Adam Wainwright. <laughs> no, what? Not Adam Wainwright. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, that's my guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. How so, is it not Adam Wainwright? Well, because there was someone who didn't even last as long as Wainwright oh, in the wait, rotation. Drew Rom. No, no, Jake Woodford, Jake Woodford oh, wow. over 47 Jeez. innings, 2.08 home runs per yeah. nine. So okay. that makes sense. Yeah, he was getting shelled. Sorry, Woody. Uh, all right. If you could set a resolution for one player in 2024, mm. what would it be? If I could set a resolution for one player in 2024. What would it be? Um, I think. First thing that comes to my mind, it's and I think probably prompted because of the question you just 
uh, shot at me is Lance Lynn keeping the ball in the ballpark. He led the league in homers given up last year. Yep. And I believe that if he can fix that, he actually could have a pretty solid year for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, I'll say that. And then uh, I want to see Newt stay healthy. I want to yeah. see Newt stay healthy above his defense. I want to see him get 500 plus plate appearances and really see what he can do. I think uh, he has been the most one of one of my most not only the personality and everything, but the game he brings um, came out of nowhere from my point of view. I want to see him put it together. It would be fun, too. You know it would be so much more fun. Oh, yeah. It's always fun when someone's being great. Yeah. But when they're also that kind of guy, you're like, yes. it's even more fun. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to get hyper-specific because I haven't had time to think about this. But uh, Nolan Arenado, stop swinging at low and outside pitches. Please. That's it. Yeah. It, it's, the, it's the core of his problem. You know, there were a lot of problems in 2023, and I think for a lot of reasons, no one really wanted to point at Nolan Arenado. Right. But the fact is, he was one of the reasons why the Cardinals really struggled when you think about expectations versus reality. Right. Um, he went from a six to seven war player to a two. Yeah. And so, like, that's a significant drop off. Now, I have every, I'm the, like, he's the one I'm least worried about in yeah. 2024, but like, it's a, it's a part of it. And that was, you know, we broke it down a number of times on the show. If he just doesn't do that. Yeah. I think he's going to be right back into his MVP level. And that just does so much for the Cardinals. Yeah. So when your Hall of Famers play like Hall of Famers, your team is better. It goes a long way. Yeah. Um, so that's mine. Yeah. Nolan, just stop swinging at him, please. All right. That'll do it for our uh, live in person last <laughs> episode of 2023. Wow. Thank you all who listened all year. Thank you all who joined us along the way. Yeah, you'll be listening to this in the new year already. So uh, hopefully that went well. <laughs> you know, don't don't put that on it. What are you doing? <laughs> Shut up. It's going to be fine. Ben, thanks for, you know, spending all this time in the yeah. basement with me. I'm. I already am basically a blind person and now I'm uh, forever more blinded, but it was, it was a bit that we committed to yeah. and here we are at the end. Crushed it. Um, so I hope you have a great dinner with your wife and that we roll ring into the new year and we have a much better 2024 as Cardinal yeah. fans. Yeah. And just as people. Wow. That's wow. so nice. Thanks, Nate. I hope yeah. you have a lovely time watching your Bollywood film. <laughs> I will. You know, that's for sure. All right. And with that, we'll be back next week, as always. And until next week, um, you know, Mazalek, have a nice rest. Hope you had good holidays. And uh, go get one more really good pitcher, please. Someone. Please. Hater. Hater. Montgomery. Montgomery. One of those. Snell. Snell. Sure. Any of them. Scherzer. Scherzer. Uh, Can't get him. Can't get him. Anyways. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
you know what's bullshit is that right behind you it looks cool <laughs> well you should have should have sat over here yeah i guess right on the roof above me it looks kind of cool yeah should we hold on i just want to just want to what baseball podcast has has this <laughs> yeah okay we'll, we'll do this all right this will work <laughs> um this is my pod. My pod is amazing. <laughs> no. no. Are you into like memes from 20 years ago now again? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. my, my new hipster thing. Yeah. Uh, a mushroom, 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 a mushroom, 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 a podcast, 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 podcast.